What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you follow me on Twitter, if not, you're missing out on a good time. Back again, another episode of the IDP Army podcast. Talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. Football, little. We're gonna start today by recapping the fantasy football expo, which myself and the offensive points just got guys just got back from. Talk a little bit about the big dog bash, and then we're gonna do some news and some notes and some updates. Uh, you know, because we had a bunch of preseason games and a bunch of stuff has gone down. So stick around; it's gonna be a great show. As always, thank you for joining us. If it is your first time here, thank you. If it is not your first time here, thanks for coming back. Um, like I said, we're going to talk about some fantasy football news and updates, but we're mostly going to we're going to start by talking about the expo. We just got back from the expo. Myself and the offensive points boys. Um, if you don't know, that's the fantasy football expo. It takes place in Canton, Ohio. Uh, it takes place at the you know the Pro Football Hall of Fame is there. Um, it's just Canton, Ohio. It's where football is born, if they say so. It was a really good time. The ride out there was myself and the offensive points boys. Rode all four of us in a car in our at my SUV out there. Um, drive was long, but when we got out there on Friday evening, uh, we got to our hotel. We met up with IDP Bomber. Uh, shout out to Jeremy. We had a great time with us out there meeting him for the first time. Friday night we went to uh, you know a mixer type of event. We had a bags tournament. The guys played in. Um, drank, had, had a good time, talked to a lot of fantasy football people, you know, met a lot of friends from last year and people have come up with in the industry, et cetera, et cetera. It was a good time. Um, I will say the, the industry overall is definitely growing. You can tell, uh, there's more people, there's more interest, there's more formats. Um, I will also say people are, individuals are growing and certain people are getting left behind and certain types of fantasy football you know, are getting left behind. And I'm happy to say that IDP fantasy football is not one of those. Um, the overall sentiment and the conversations I had with the people I had them with this year in Canton were overwhelmingly positive for IDP as far as more people playing IDP, more people asking me about, you know, you know, players in their actual leagues, uh, more people saying that they're seeing and hearing more interest in IDP. Um, Talk to some guys at Underdog. Talk to some guys that had some other DFS type platforms. Talk to just a lot of different people. And again, the sentiment for IDP is very, very strong. I'll say that. As far as the fantasy community overall goes, let me get a drink of coffee before I go to this one. Um, like I said, it's growing, and there are certain people getting left behind. Is not the right word, but it's just like. Some people were never really gonna gonna grow or scale. I think the way that they thought they were, you know, Gary V talks about it a lot. He's like, people want to talk about how far up they are in the first quarter of a game or the second quarter of a game. You know, it's a four. You know, if the game's four quarters, the only thing that matters is the end score. And I feel like a lot of people in the fantasy football quote unquote industry got up really, really early um, and just blew their load i guess is the right word i don't really know what to make of it but i'm happy to say that our brand 
is still here. We're stronger than ever. Uh, we were out there representing, uh, making some real, some new friends, some good relationships. Like I said, so much positive feedback coming back to us. Um, the guys got to meet some really cool people on uh, Saturday. We went to the Hall of Fame, walked around. Saturday uh, afternoon, we were able to watch uh, some of the Kings Classic draft, hung out the draft night out people. Um, and then that evening, we had the flag football game, which was really fun, really interesting to watch. I didn't play it, and I watched it. It was actually really fun to watch. Um, and then afterwards, we had another like a party, which was a good another good time. Um, you know, the drinks were a little expensive, won't lie to you, but we'll get that sorted out next year. Don't worry about that. And then um, Sunday was the actual expo. Uh, expo itself was bigger this year, I thought, than last year overall. But um, I think the venue could use a facelift, if I'm being honest. I think that we're maybe outgrowing what it is and what it was these last two years. Uh, it was a great time. But I think that next year it could be done a little bit better. Um and that's not to say anything was wrong with it, but I'm just saying there's so much raw potential and there's so many meaningful fantasy football individuals and fans and people that love the game all in one spot and not just one spot, but in Canton, Ohio at the football hall of fame. And I feel like we didn't maximize what we could have done or is it, it is, it hasn't been maximized, but I'm looking forward to next year maximizing that out. So if you didn't go or if you're thinking about going to the Fantasy Football Expo, I can't recommend it enough as a fan or as a creator or whatever. I mean, I would describe it as Comic-Con for fantasy football. You know what I mean? Like you cannot go wrong anywhere or everywhere on the campuses or the locations where this is happening because there is something there for you. So that's my fantasy football recap. I'll give them maybe I think the guys might talk about it on their show. Uh, they did yesterday. We'll talk about that more in depth maybe on the other side of this season. Right now we're gearing up for actual football, <clears throat> which is what you are here for. Uh, so let's go ahead and kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, before we get into that, though, I want to say shout out to the Patreons. Shout out to everyone we met at the Expo, everybody who, uh, you know, signed up for the Patreon, everybody that signed, got a shirt, everybody that subscribed to the channel, all that good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, let's get to it. News. We've had a lot of stuff happen the last couple of weeks. Derwin James and Joe Schobert signings, probably the biggest among them. Joe Schobert signed first. He signed with the Denver Broncos. He did go visit with the Saints and the Broncos we saw earlier this offseason. Um, ended up signing with the Broncos. I think it's kind of funny slash interesting or, you know, whatever you want to call it, but you know, Russell Wilson's there right now. He's from Wisconsin. Melvin Gordon's there. He's from Wisconsin. And when Joe Schobert went there, I actually like went and looked to see if he like how many years he had crossover playing with those two. He did play with Melvin a little bit. Um, and I thought, man, maybe he'll end up signing there. And boom, there he is. So last year, not his greatest year of his career, still was able to have his fifth consecutive year with over a hundred tackles. Joe Schobert was uh playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, my Pittsburgh Steelers, not the banner season I wanted, only one quarterback hit, only two tackles for loss. It was a very kind of mundane season for Joe Schobert. The year before that, six tackles for loss. The year before that, seven. And then the tackle totals were well over 130 both of those seasons. Um, 29 years old this year. I think with the Broncos, he's going to be a great IDP asset to add. This time last year, he was in my top 12. Um, right now he's not, but he's going to produce. We've seen him produce at a high level. He has three uh, top 10 finishes, uh, top 12 finishes at linebacker. 
Last year was not a top 12 finish, but he still, I mean, it wasn't a terrible season, like I said. Uh, not what we wanted, though. But this signing, definitely relevant for IDP Fantasy. Like I said, he should not be on waiver wires. I believe I tweeted that out uh, three, four, five days ago. Um, hopefully you listened and you were able to snag him. Derwin James, he was able to come through and get his contract today. Uh, Four years, averaging $19.1 million a year. Um, It was his first year back, you know, fully, when I say back, first year fully healthy uh, since his rookie season. It's crazy, you know, he's only played three seasons of his career, uh, three seasons in his career, and he's now the highest paid safety in the league. Played his rookie season. Uh, got injured a second year and then missed all of last year. Still, come, or all two years ago, 2020, came out last year, had an incredible season 118 tackles, seven tackles for loss, two sacks, five pass deflections. He had 13 pass deflections his rookie season. But like I said, he's still Derwin James. He's a very multifaceted player. He can line up all over. You know, he's one of those safeties that is good, you know, deep. He's good up close to the line of scrimmage. Um, he can match up on pretty much anybody the offense can throw at him. So Brandon Staley and the guys over there with the Chargers decided to make him the highest paid safety in the league. Now he has more money than Minka. Now he has more money than Buda Baker. He has more money than Jamal Adams. Um, and Jesse Bates is kind of the man left out here in the dark. He's kind of the man we'll have to see where the situation goes for him. You know, um, the two years ago, PFF's like highest graded safety. And right now, you know, he's having a holdout with his own team. So throwing James went ahead and reset the market again. We'll see what happens with Jesse Bates. I think they have the same agent too. So it'll be interesting to see how that actually plays out. Um, you know, again, Derwin James last year, like I said, he came back and he was the number one overall defensive back. I had shaded him a little bit. I think I had him like five or six last year in my rankings. Um, he's number one for me this year. Uh, you know, I am not uh gonna I'm not going to deny who and what he is at this point, which is a, a multifaceted player who can make impact plays behind the line of scrimmage deep down the field. And he can, you know, get his tackles. Like I said, 113 tackles for 118 tackles for a defensive back. Uh, sign me up. So no more, no more Buda Baker or no more Derwin James. Uh, I won't call it hate, but no more uh, hesitancy around here. He is my number one defensive back. Speaking of which, Two things quickly before we go on. One, you should go watch the live stream from the Fantasy Football Expo. I'll put the link here. It's a 10-minute, 25-second mark. But um, I I time-stamped all of it. We have a lot of good interviews with people. Uh, Marcus Mosier, Ryan McDowell, Luke Sawhook, uh, Jeff Bell from Football Guys. We had John Norton from Football Guys. Um, Who else came by our booth? We had uh, Andy Barons come by our booth. Talk to us a little bit. We had all kinds of really cool people come by our booth, did interviews, got all kinds of good interactions. I timestamped as much as I could in the comments or in the description of that video, so you guys don't have to watch all five hours of the of the uh, stream. But uh, go check that out. You'll you'll find some really really good information and some fun um some fun little interviews in there, which I'm gonna cut up and add to TikTok and Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts and all that stuff. But anyway, I wanted to quickly say that before I forgot because I already had forgotten. Um, speaking of which, let's just go ahead and get to it. Let's go ahead and get to it. The Dallas Cowboys alpha drops. Okay. While we were at our booth on Sunday, Marcus Mosier came around. Marcus Mosier covers the Cowboys, came by our booth, talked to us, talked to us a little bit last year. Um, and he asked us who we thought the, you know, who sleepers for the Cowboys was. This conversation goes on for a minute and he starts dropping some serious alpha on us. He told us, and uh, go check this out. You can see it yourself or hear it yourself. 
This is the first year he talked to Malik Hooker last week. This is the first year since 2014 that he has been healthy, not rehabbing some sort of injury, not dealing with something. That's big. Okay. That makes him a, you know, he, when he came out, he came out the year Jamal Adams came out. I think he was even drafted higher than Jamal Adams. He was a very, very high level safety prospect. Um, hearing that he's doing well, better than ever before, maybe definitely some sleeper potential there. The other alpha that Marcus dropped on us was that Jerron curse is the quote leader of the defense. That's what he said. So he's wearing the green dot. He said they are, he plays with tenacity and everyone on the team respects him. And he is like their guy. Um, and I believe it, you know, we actually had, uh, he was, he's my, you know, defensive back 18. If you go back to check out our defensive back video from, uh, you know, I did earlier, like, like, like last month. Um, and you know, he's earned it. You know, he came through this year for them 0.25, 2.24 points per snap for us, but over a 2% impact play rate, you know, that's your forced fumbles, pass deflections, intercepts, all your big plays, you know, tackle rate at 10% for a safety rock solid numbers um you know and coming straight from the mouth of marcus marcus Mosier, you know he is the leader of this defense and we kind of saw that last year i don't think he had a single digit single 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 digit game last season either so jerron curse is an ascending player i have him right now at 18 maybe he needs to go even a little bit higher question mark potentially um but I wanted to drop that in here for you guys and just kind of give him a shout out and say, you know, if you are watching the show and you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, your safety situation might actually be looking up um, for fantasy and for real life. Uh, OK, so in next little bit of info we got to go over here is the, my Steelers linebackers. OK. Um, it ain't it ain't pretty for Devin Bush. All right. It ain't pretty for Devin Bush. Uh I actually had a conversation in Canton with a, a fellow I really respect, one of the other Jordans, Jordan Vanek, over at 33rd team. And he played football with uh, Devin Bush and some other guys down there in South Florida. Uh, so he's got a lot of good stories. We had a really good talk. But one of the things he said is just, you know, the, the knee injury, the explosiveness, he's like, it's just he hasn't been the same. I, I won't lie to you. I'm a Steelers fan. I've been living in a little bit of a world of a denial. You know, I've been like, ah, you know, he'll he'll get back. Just give him his time, you know, give Give time. We'll get it sorted out. It's just not what you want to hear. You know, I'll just read this. I mean, I found these two tweets. Uh, he was actually trending on Twitter for the bad reasons. But uh, something here that somebody said, uh, one of the coaches, Tara Austin, says, sometimes as coaches, we like guys that know their assignments and do their assignments, but they never make a play. Never make a play. The whole deal is to being able to make do your assignments and make a play. That's really what we're looking for in Devin White, Devin Bush. Devin. Um, so he knows what to do. He's just not making the plays. And on a Steelers team, that's something that's going to stick out like a sore thumb if you can't make plays. You know, when you got guys like Minka, when you got guys like Cam Hayward, when you got TJ Watt, you can't hide. There's no one to hide behind. When you're the odd man out, it's noticeable. Uh, Tommy Jaggy, another guy who follows the, uh, the uh, Steelers very closely, a guy I've you know, watched and respected for a long time, one of my favorite guys to follow from there. Trust his opinion. He's got Devin Bush in the down column. He's got Miles Jack actually in the up column. He did not put anything in his mo in his tweet here about uh, Robert Spillane, but I have been seeing some things about Robert Spillane, another guy who, if you've been watching this channel for a while, He's been a common waiver wire player for the last couple, three, two or three years, uh, you know, with all of the issues the Steelers have had at linebacker. So 
What do you want? What you want to know from me is what do I do with Devin Bush right now? I don't, there's nothing you can do. You just have to hold Devin Bush if you have him. You can't trade him away because you're not going to get anything for him. And I wouldn't be trying to trade for him because the person who's going to trade him away from you is probably on the brink of, brink of dropping him or just sending him away in like a cheap package. So practically speaking, what are you going to do? Nothing. I mean, I just, just, I'm sorry. I know the pain because I've had Devin or Devin Bush for a while in some leagues. It's tough. Sometimes you draft players and they just don't pan out. Um, that's not to say that he won't be a plug and play guy down the road for a different team doing other stuff, but it's not good overall for him. Now, what does this mean for Miles Jack and Spillane? That means good things. If Robert Spillane's on your waiver wire, go get him. Okay. That, I mean, he, there's no, nothing wrong with having him on your waiver wire right now because Devin Bush might get traded. And who knows? I mean, maybe get cut. I don't know. It could be that bad. You know, Miles Jack is a very high, well paid linebacker as well. We don't need Devin Bush to stick around. So, um, yeah, not not looking good. But I said the actionable things you can do here is maybe make a, a somewhat aggressive trade for Miles Jack. Didn't ever think I'd say that. And then check your waiver wire for Robert Spillane in earnest because he could end up being a, a valuable asset for you in IDP this year, uh, especially if Devin Bush ends up, you know, getting kicked to the curb. All right, let's move down to a couple other things we got here. A couple other big pieces of news or new pieces of news. Carl Nassib re-signs. I say re-signs because he used to be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Re-signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, as DL left, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul is still, um, I don't, you know, he's basically gone. So we have Shaq Barrett, um, the guy whose name I cannot say. He's in the index. Shout out to Bomber for that. But um, Carl Nassib signs there. It's basically a depth play. Uh, so I'm going to keep an eye on. He has been getting better the last few years he, he's still kicking it around the league uh so keep an eye on him but you know i'm not worried about carl nassib necessarily in idp unless i'm playing you know deeper dynasty maybe have like four dl starters or something like that john bostic signed with the saints uh this was a good signing for them they need another linebacker there uh we saw that kiko alonzo went played for a day retired we saw that joe Schobert went visited with them and then ended up eventually signing with the broncos so john bostic signs not a name that's you know making setting the world on fire, but he's a veteran linebacker. Which the the theme with this New Orleans team, especially on defense, is veterans. Um, there's a lot of guys, you know, not saying like at the twilight of their career, but guys that are just like they're the Saints are pushing for a title this year, and I don't I don't think that should be something that you should laugh off just because Jameis is there or whatever, whatever. Um, every one of these guys that's signing here, you know, is. They're ring hunting straight up uh, in New Orleans. Uh, Cameron Jordan will tell you that. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Mark Ingram would tell you that. I'm sure John Bostic would tell you. That. I'm sure Demario Davis would tell you that. Okay, so they're ring hunting. John Bostic will, you know, like I said, he's been an IDP asset in the past that we've been able to use. Probably have some good weeks for you. So keep an eye on him. Um, then we did have a few players coming up off of the pup list, um, which was Marcus Peters from Baltimore. Randy Gregory, DL for the Denver Broncos, and then Marcus Davenport, DL for the Saints. Like I said, he's one of their younger guys. I mean, he feels old because he's been beat up. But all these guys activated from the pup. All of them have potential to be in your IDP lineups this season. Marcus Peters, uh, I'm interested to see how he is coming off the ACL tear, but I don't think that he's somebody we should ignore. He's been, you know, has a ton of interceptions in his career. He's a tenacious player. He's an instinctual player. Um so keep an eye on him, especially in cornerback leagues. You know, he's one of the best safety or defensive backs in the league, cornerbacks in the league, or was for a long time. So 
coming off the injury wouldn't surprise me if he slips a little bit. And if you're again, if you're in a cornerback specific league, he's the kind of guy you want to get. You know, a high quality, you know, high level player, multiple interceptions. He's led the league in interceptions before, I believe. He had like two or three seasons where he had like well over 100 return yards as well, just on interceptions. So he's a ball hawk. We'll have to see again how he is coming off the ACL, but. They kept him around. He's still there. I expect him to play plenty of snaps. And if he is crappy, you know, injured or whatever, he'll probably get picked on a lot. So he might have a season. Uh, you know, I could see a potential career high tackles from Marcus Peters. We'll have to see. Randy Gregory did had some big games last year for the Cowboys, but overall, he doesn't really excite me. You know, even you know, Denver defense doesn't excite me. Um, I put him on here. You know, again, some people like him. Uh, he he can have games. But he's not a guy I don't think you're going to draft and be playing every single week. Marcus Davenport, that could be a different story with Davenport. Uh, I think there is actually some potential for him to end up being a player you can play quite a bit um, this upcoming season. I was kind of down on him the first couple of years of his career coming in because everyone was so high on him. Now he's kind of faded from the conversation because he's been part of the conversation for so long without deserving to be there. Now he kind of actually went out and did something this last year. Still kind of got banged up towards the end of the season. I think he might have even come close to uh, what did old Davenport do as far as sacks? I think he had like eight or nine this last year. It was a pretty solid number. He had nine nine sacks this last year, only played in 11 games. You know, people are, you know, finally came around, had a decent season, and now nobody wants to talk about him. I'm just saying. So keep an eye on Marcus Davenport. And then down here at the very bottom, you can probably can't see because I didn't change the format. But it says, uh, Jamin Davis has been flashing in camp. I saw those reports come out today. Take them with a grain of salt, I guess. Uh, I still think Cole Holcomb is the guy you're going to want there on that, you know, at that linebacker spot. But there's room for Jamin Davis to get out on the field. You know, they drafted him in the first round last year, linebacker out of Kentucky, had high hopes for him. They say a lot of positive things about him in general, but, you know, again, they said this last year in training camp, and it, it, when it came down to the season, he just couldn't stay on the field. So we'll have to kind of see what's up with Jamin Davis, see if he can get on the field this year, uh, and if he can actually like be that every-down linebacker that we all want in IDP fantasy football. Uh, so that's that's the news and updates. I mean, that's the highlights. You know, there's other little signings, little tiny things, but there's nothing major that's really happened in IDP, um, you know, that makes me want to – talk or break it down or analyze it with you guys anymore um after this week we'll probably do another oh i got a couple things to tell you one go check out the website idparmy.com which i haven't put my rankings up there in a long time but i did finally put my idp rankings up there so you can just look at the redraft rankings if you want you know, obviously go to patreon if you want to get the premium the tiered you know you get the production profiles you get the trade values all that other stuff but if you just want to look at my fantasy pros rankings you know the copy paste of the code Go to idparmy.com. Check that out. Um, let me know what you think. I got some little blurbs written in there on some of those guys and gals as well. Be sure to check out our sponsors of the show. I uh, the um, Underdog Fantasy, doing a lot of underdog drafts. I actually just did one earlier tonight while I was eating my dinner. Um, put a nice little team together, I thought. Was able to get Christian McCaffrey, who I don't have much of this year. Last year, I was at the top of a lot of drafts. I had them a lot. Hurt my team. This year, I've been getting a lot of those middle picks. Uh, but it was nice to get a little Christian McCaffrey this late in the season and get him together on a team. So use promo code IDP Army. Click the link in the description. Um, and also, one last thing is I put all of the all of the um, ranking video 
links are in the description of this video. So if you are just like I said, just finding our channel because of for whatever reasons and you you know you haven't been here before, you want to check out my linebacker, defensive line, and defensive back rankings, all those videos are down in the description. Click the links, check those out. Sub our channel. We'll be busy this season. Um, yeah. Patreon only live stream will start up right before week one. Um, we'll do the Sunday morning IDP live like we've been doing the last three seasons. This will be year four. Every Sunday morning, I think we start at like 11 Eastern, 1130 Eastern. I'm not 100% sure what time we'll start. Um, answering as many and all questions as we can from anybody and everybody on YouTube that slides through. Like I said, Saturday nights for the Patreons, we'll answer all y'all's questions for 45 minutes to an hour there. Make sure we take care of y'all who've been taking care of us, buttering that bread, winning those titles. Um, oh, the last thing I said I was going to talk about was the Big Dog Bash. Uh, by the big dogs gonna eat big bdge nick or colano and those guys over there um, i minted my big dog bash pass got that um i did a video on that a couple weeks ago you can go check it out some of the information might be a little dated because some things have been updated since then but through the idp army's hat in the ring on the most entertaining most documented most awesome fantasy football league of all time uh the nft project whatever you want to call it but i'm in there Hopefully going to represent the IDP Army in a good way, in a big way. All right, we're going to get the name out there. We're going to go out there and we're going to just we're gonna knock heads. I mean, let's not even fucking fuck around. We're going to knock heads in. We're going to kick teeth in. We're going to win. All right, and then, then it's a wrap. Nobody can stop us. IDP's coming. All right. All right, I'm just kind of rambling now. Um, we got so much good content on the channel right now. I mean, it's almost unreal. The Mike Clay interview went up last week. We got desperation wide receivers, desperation running backs. We got solid guys. We got sleepers. We got fades. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff. So we appreciate you for rocking with us. Um, yeah, it was a long weekend. My throat is just literally I would have probably recorded a podcast sooner. But like my throat hurts so much from just like all the yelling and talking and just being like, ah, at the expo and getting to meet, you know, some of y'all who were out there who did come through that have supported the channel and watched, you know, watch us grow and been supporting the podcast since the very beginning. So um, it was a great time to meet y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Yeah, check out the rest of the stuff on the channel and I'll be back, I don't know, three, four, five days with another episode of some IDP fantasy goodness. All right, take it easy. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.